Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 9. As the New York Rangers are coming off of an improbable win against arguably the best team in the league, the Florida Panthers. A game in which they're outshot, outchanced, outmuscled, outcompeted, arguably. But um, you know what? I lied when I said somehow, some way, someone was up to the task, and that was... Igor Shosturkin, proving again why he continues to be one of the best goaltenders in the league and arguably could be the best goalie in the league this season with his play so thus far and what the team in front of him has subjected him to. We are recording this podcast on a Wednesday night. All is quiet in Rangers town as of right now because for the first time in seemingly a long time, the Rangers have a chance to breathe and to rest a little bit and iron out the kinks and, you know, work through the cobwebs. And there are a lot of them because obviously this is a team that from their second game of the season, their, the quality of their play on the ice has slowly deteriorated over time. Because early on, they, they actually, even though they, they've had trouble scoring goals this season, they were at least pretty tight and they were better at sitting on leads and tightening up in third periods. And then the last few games, they've allowed an inexcusable amount of goals in the third period, which has pretty much cost them uh, necessary points in a playing in a division like the Metro, where almost every team, I think every team is in fact over 500 and has a winning, uh, winning percentage, that yeah, you just to survive and to keep up, you need to win the games you should win and try to get points out of the games you shouldn't. And Thanks to the brilliance again of Igor Shosturk and the Rangers find themselves at least in the mix. They are currently sitting in a playoff spot, although it is early. Uh, as we record this, I believe they are in second or third place in the, I forget if the Capitals played last night, but they, I believe they're in second place in the Metropolitan, but the teams behind them have games in hand. While So while they sit on their couches with their families and their pets uh, this week, don't be surprised but by the time they play next, those teams have a game in hand. They might find themselves on a wild card or even out of a playoff spot. So, But uh, again, they definitely need this time to recuperate after a pretty grueling schedule early in the season. And uh, yeah, uh, 
just they really need to get to some work and some practice and because if the, I based on Gerard Gallant's comments after winning the Florida game and just but still surrendering some getting out chance and basically uh, battered around and just outplayed the whole game with Igor coming up big and then surrendering three quick ones uh, in the dying seconds of the game. It's clear that the quality of on ice play is not where it needs to be. The details are being missed. It's a team that seems like they're not skating with purpose. They're, they seem slow. Their decision-making seems slow. Their breakouts seem messy. They're catching pucks with their backs turned up the ice. Just, just a lot of bad habits that need to be cleaned up. So thank God they can have some time, a couple of days here to recuperate, to get on the practice ice, work for Gallant to reiterate how he wants this group to play. That, that they need to actually shoot the puck, which is unbelievable. Uh, again, it's plagued this team for years, but it's, it's, it's even gotten worse, even though bringing Gallant was supposed to make it better, that this is a team that simply refuses to shoot the puck and play a direct game. They just want to make the best passes in the East-West and the wizardry, and which is cute and all, but just not a recipe for winning success. And you take one look at the Florida Panthers and how they play hockey and how many chances they generate and they shoot the puck from all angles and it's just a constant onslaught of waves and defensemen jumping the play you see the the quality gap between the New York Rangers and a, and a team like that that could potentially be a favorite for the Stanley Cup so yeah they, they have a quite a ways to go but thanks to the brilliance of Igor Shesterkin they find themselves in an advantageous spot where if they can start to right the ship they they're not out of it they're not clawing from behind they're actually in a pretty solid spot, or at least afloat with the rest of the teams in the Metro. As I record this, you might notice that I am solo tonight. My podcast co-host James, unfortunately, is stuck uh, stuck at work as true life gets in the way of uh, a love of New York Rangers hockey, but he was actually nice enough to he left me uh, some messages on my phone because even though he knew he couldn't be part of the podcast today he did or at least physically in in person he did want to have some presence and he had some questions he said he wants answered so i have not heard these uh i'm going to play them here now and we will listen to them in real time and yeah i'll just try to answer it which is good because i'm sure it beats me just trying to spin a a long-winded yarn about where the Rangers need to get better. So, all right, let's get out my little device here, and I'm going to press play. My first question for you, Andy, is who in the Rangers organization is holding off naming a captain, and what are they waiting for? We have Truba, we have Zibanejad, we have Fox, we have Kreider. They're all locked up with long-term contracts. They're all going to be here for the long term as of right now. So what are they waiting for? Are they going to bring someone else in and if they are going to go down that road, how are we going to afford them, and who are they going to bring in? Hmm. So, who will the New York Rangers name captain, and what are they waiting for? That is an excellent question, James. I myself have thought at this point, it was early in the season, it was clearly a little fishy that they chose to go with five A's, but just, I mean, if can you say, has a captain emerged from this group? I guess you could argue that Jacob Truba, at least from an on-ice perspective, has looked much better. Chris Kreider, the same thing. He's off to his best start as a Ranger ever. And it looks like this new 
or at least the style that he Gallant wants him to play might benefit him. Although in, in fairness, most of his production is on the power play, but uh, still doesn't matter. He definitely seems to be trying to take a more vocal step forward as the the leader on this team. Uh, and then I think some players like Zabanajad, where I wanted him to be the next captain, real bad. Yeah, I mean he's again kind of off to a, a low calorie start and has had his struggles, and now I'm feeling less comfortable about it. So, but obviously, I, I would say if you ask most Rangers fans, I, I think Adam Fox. I don't want to say emergence because he emerged last season when he won the Norris, but somehow even finding new levels to his game and important goals, and especially those goals uh, against Columbus, the no-look goal, and then to tie it up, just taking over the game in Ottawa. There's kind of cement some things you would like to see from your captain, so he's really established himself. And obviously that's kind of the chatter now in uh, on social media amongst Rangers fans and even some other popular hockey pundits and things like Spitting chiclets and all that. There's just everyone sees is starting to come around to the brilliance of Adam Fox and thinks he should be the next captain for the Rangers. Obviously, not being in that locker room makes it kind of difficult. He seems like a more of a I don't want to say stoic, but he's just a quiet guy, unassuming. Uh, yeah, he's just a little bit more thoughtful, and yeah, he's just not when you think he's definitely not in the the vein of a Mark Messier um, in terms of of how he presents and carries himself in a, from a leadership capacity but at the same time it's I'm sure in that room his or at least in the, in terms of there's plenty of captains that aren't like that but they they set the example the tone with their play Sasha Barkov in Florida I'm sure isn't the most you know uh front facing rah rah getting guys faced kind of guy but he's just his play is immaculately consistent and hence he's a great captain for them so Fox could definitely be the same. Um, and also, if they were maybe hoping to see how, if Lafreniere could emerge a little bit more in that capacity, considering he's off to a very, very uh, lackluster start, I'd say, both him and Kako. I think that's definitely, if that, that was in the back of their minds, I'm not saying it was, but if it was, I think there's definitely, they're going to have a little bit more pause there. So uh, to answer your question, James, which was a very good one, thank you for calling in. I don't know why the Rangers haven't named a captain yet. I At this point, if things keep trending the way they are, it's going to be Adam Fox, I most likely believe. And yeah, I again, I don't know what might be holding things up behind closed doors. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe with the start this team is off to, it might have been the right call. And they might be looking to see someone, especially in a time that uh, things don't seem to be well, they're winning games, but uh, they're not at the level they need to be. Maybe they see who takes that challenge to heart and elevates their game. But so far, Adam Fox seems to be the only one really uh, distinguishing themselves and separating themselves in a meaningful way. So, okay, we got more here. I'm going to get back to more of questions from James. My second question is, do you buy my theory that the Rangers are a little bit out of shape? It seems that they can't play a full 60-minute game against the big boys because they start off really well, and then they kind of fizzle out, fizzle out, and they get outplayed. They don't generate enough offense, and they can't keep up towards the end of the game. Do I think the Rangers are out of shape? Uh, maybe, uh, potentially, uh, probably, 
I would say maybe most likely not considering, or at least at this point, I guess it is a believable argument that perhaps they could have been out of shape or a good number of them out of shape coming at the uh, camp. You know, obviously much was made of Zabanajad getting married over the summer. It also wouldn't surprise me if some players maybe were dealing with some lingering effects of contracting the coronavirus, if maybe unbeknownst to them, they could have been asymptomatic, but to their knowledge uh, over the summer prior to getting vaccinated or even since getting vaccinated, you can still, you know, throw you for a little bit of a loop. But uh, honestly, I don't, unfortunately, James, I, I don't know if I really buy into that excuse. It, like I said, it is, it's possible that they could have been out of shape to start the season and then they've just had such a jam-packed schedule they haven't really had time to recuperate and get their anaerobic rest and let their uh their lungs expand a little bit more and get in better shape but I just think right now it's you know in terms of just adopting a new way of doing things a little bit a rudimentary but still new system just new habits I think it's proven a little bit harder than they anticipated and they thought. And we've seen a lot of teams have new coaches come in and they look like absolute uh, bull crap for, you know, 30% of the season. Then it clicks all of a sudden they look great. I remember the the Capitals under Todd Reardon, they were trying to uh, get acclimated to his man-to-man defending and they weren't looking so good, but look at them right now. They look like a pretty potent and deadly team to me. And uh, so again, Unfortunately, I, I wish I could chalk up to them just simply being out of shape. I don't know. Like I said, there are definitely players look at, at t- uh, tick slower. Panarin definitely looks slower. And you could even argue uh, Kako, who has looked faster at times, is overall looks slower. But yeah, there's lingering issue, uh, excuse me, injury issues and other things going on. So unfortunately, I don't think it's that. I think it's just, I think there's a lot of different little things that are adding up to just the whole team looking out of sorts and just not decisive and quick on their feet. Uh, and they're definitely going to have to improve that because if you're not playing proactive hockey, you're playing reactive hockey. And reactive hockey is not really how you want to play. You need to always be in an attack mentality. My third question for you, Andy, is name two teams that the Rangers might be looking at for a possible future trade if the playoffs are a reality. Right now, I think we're a cusp team. So who are the Rangers looking at to put them over the top and be a lock for the playoffs? Ooh, excellent question. Uh, you know, coming into the season, I definitely would say they were looking to for they definitely still need help up the middle. That's for sure. Heedle hasn't really established himself like they thought he would. Again, I think unfortunately at this point, Philip Heedle is, you know, he's had his his good moments, but. Ultimately, I just don't think the vision is there and the overall attention to detail is there for him. His game is not really cerebral enough. He's more of a, and that's fine. He's kind of more of a power forward who plays a one-on-one style kind of game. And those players are definitely useful. But as a center, I don't know if he's necessarily the answer the Rangers are looking for up the middle. So, and again, you know, I don't know what Ryan Strom, if he's in the long-term interest of this club, and although he has chemistry with Artemi Panarin, they like to play a style of hockey that I think the Rangers are actually trying to get away from, which they're kind of guilty of just waiting for staying into the perimeter and being a little too passive and not shooting the puck enough and not playing a direct enough brand of hockey. So I definitely think they would be looking at someone up the middle. Although right now they definitely need some help scoring. So a talented winger 
maybe still not you know too long in the tooth maybe in their mid to late 20s would be perfect who can score I hear there's a winger in uh, St. Louis that's looking pretty good right now so maybe the Rangers can uh, keep tabs on him and bring him into the fold but uh, yeah so uh, so funny I could cry um yeah I uh, you know I think in a lot of ways the, the Rangers overestimated how ready their kids would be this season or the step they would take I don't think they're as their depth is although on paper should be good if everyone's at the, playing at their pr- true potential but we've seen that's not the case and that third pairing right now is not doing them any favors with Nils although he Nils looks better every game uh which is good I thought he he actually I thought he had some pretty good moments uh for his last two appearances but Nemeth I don't think is as stout of a partner for him as they thought and so who knows they might look to maybe shore up one of their pairings or get a guy who's just real solid proven track record uh and but who's not like no offense to Nemeth but Nemeth is a third pairing maybe borderline seventh defenseman that is available because of his age or was made available because of his age and just yeah, the, the the road miles and maybe where his game's at now. There maybe someone they might look for a middle to third pairing guy who is a little bit more stout and a little bit more runway in front of him. So that might be a, a position they go in. But yeah, I I ultimately think they look they might be looking for a center um, who and obviously the hard thing is their centers that are <laughs> that are good defensively are. Yeah, they're hard to come by and they're expensive, so we'll see what they're willing to give up. And it just kind of always comes down to the teams that are on the outside looking in. And if you look at teams who might be selling come the trade deadline or close to the trade deadline, you have to wonder if a team like the Seattle Kraken will try to bolster their farm system and maybe bring in a little bit more offensive talent moving forward. So who knows, maybe packaging Vitaly Kravtsov with a pick could nab uh, probably not a Yanni Gord, but maybe an Alexander Wenberg, who I think would be a type of player the Rangers would be very interested in. And again, um, there's a lot of teams that are usually on the inside looking out are on the outside looking in right now. So, I mean, you know, you would imagine they're looking to solidify that spot with for maybe at least a couple more seasons. So I don't know if they'll go after anyone too long in the tooth. But you know, yeah, you have to. It goes to wonder what maybe if Pittsburgh's on the outside looking in, and not that I think it would happen. But you know, sometimes you have to wonder how much older are they going to let a player like Evgeny Malkin get before. They maybe look to get some value out of him because they're looking like a team that, yes, they've had to contend with a lot of injuries, but they have very little help coming. And at some point, they're going to have to restock in some capacity. And my sense is that they probably won't trade Sidney Crosby. Uh, So he seems to be the odd man out at some point. So again, older. I don't know if I'd necessarily want the Rangers to go down that route, but at the same time, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe... Stranger things have happened, right? So, James, to answer your question, I think they look to bolster themselves at center. Much has been made about the LA Kings and the Rangers being perfect trade partners because 
LA has a glut of center prospects or at least forward prospects, but maybe a little lacking in the back end where the Rangers are kind of the opposite. They have plenty of back, defensive prospects with talent and promise, but maybe not so much up the middle coming down the pipeline. So who knows, maybe uh, a Gabe Velarde or um, hell, even an Alex Turcotte might be, there could be, there could a deal to be had there between swapping a similar uh prospect with a lot of upside I'm, I'm not saying it necessarily would be nils but it could be or it could be zach jones or uh, i don't know i don't get the sense they want to trade schneider just because of the what they their new mantra going forward and what they they just they clearly most organizations view him as the the, the guy who really steps up in the playoffs and, and is nasty and just shuts teams down and makes life miserable and you know even if the on-ice metrics don't bear that out as being more valuable, I think, just for nostalgia reasons and the eye passing the sniff test and the eye test, that that style of play is very valuable and or attractive to GM. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, like I said, there maybe there's a swap to be made there for a guy who's got runway in front of him. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't really get a good sense yet of who the Rangers might target, but you hear plenty of things throughout the season here and there, a lot of rumors that are unsubstantiated and, and bogus, but you also hear things that there ends up being a kernel of truth too. So we'll keep our ears to the ground and we'll see what materializes for the Rangers in terms of uh, tremors of a trade or whether scouts might be taking in a, a game somewhere. My fourth question is Kako and laugh. The experiment is over, Andy. I'm sorry to say, but this is full panic mode. And I'm saying that, Kako and Laugh will probably be traded. So who of the two are going to be traded, if not both? Whoa, 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 James, James. I, I understand it's it's dire times right now, uh, but allow please allow me to talk you off the ledge. Look, has Kako and Lafreniere's start been super underwhelming and borderline concerning or extremely concerning? Yes. Does it sting watching players like Moritz Seider and Lucas Raymond light it up in Detroit uh, and make a seamless, seemingly seamless jump to the NHL? Yes. That being said, there are plenty of examples of players with high promise and upside that have taken a while to cook. Players like Jesse Pugliarvi, who's finally seemingly putting it all together after taking a long-winded uh, approach to development. Players like Anthony Duclair, who just slowly but surely got better and has gotten more and more, uh, in, you know, explosive as a player over time. I think Lafreniere and Kaka will be okay. Is it? Do I think both of them will become what Rangers fans thought? That's hard to say. I still hold out hope. I still think there's a lot of talent there. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, though. But that being said... I still, I, I am not ready. I personally am not ready to trade either of them yet. I would, you'd hope that the Rangers weren't ready to trade them after this start, because if you make a reactionary trade now, and then all of a sudden the team looks way better, come, they kind of take some time, they get acclimated to their new style of system of play, and they're more confident, and they start finding success, and you've already traded one, if not both of those guys. I think you're, they'd be kicking themselves. I understand sometimes you want to take calculated risk and maybe cash out on a player before they, their value diminishes, but 
I mean, at the same time, the Rangers could watch footage from the last few days and see Neil Pionk score a beautiful spinorama goal from the point. Brady Shea score an OT winner. Uh, Tony D'Angelo put up points with the Hurricanes. Vladislav Nemesikov scored two pretty big goals for the Red Wings. Anthony Duclair looked like a emerging star in this league playing for you know, Ottawa last year and then uh, joining the, or excuse me, two years, season ago, now since joining the Florida Panthers. Ultimately, you don't want to give up on players before, especially given their penchant for going to greener pastures and all of a sudden looking like a much more effective player because they've been playing for the Rangers and mismanaged. But it's, listen, it's, it's at the end of the day, what, it's, we're 11 games in to a season. There's still 70 some odd games left. Let's uh, let's take deep breaths here, and it might not be as fast as we want it, but we have to give them more runway. We have to give them the full season. Again, they're still only 20 years old collectively. So, yes, I, I understand it's super disappointing and frustrating, and they look invisible, and or snake-bitten Kako's case, although because I've seen some nice plays, and all you see Laugh do is ca- score goals on tap-ins, but... They're both talented players. We've seen it flash at times. Yes, we want to see more flashes of it, but let's step back from the ledge. Uh, we'll give them time to work it out. We'll give them a season. Obviously, then if, if by the end of the year, if they don't haven't made any marginal progress, then you could think that there's might be these players might not be what we thought they were. But I'm I personally am not ready to. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on them just yet, but. Again, your your concerns are noted, and it's definitely uh, has been disappointing, to say the least, to watch them both struggle kind of out of the gate. But who knows? I'm hopefully we're looking at this in the future, saying, "Man, thank God we didn't give up on them <laughs> when they got off to that start." So that's where I'm at. But uh, yeah, I, it's obviously it stinks that they're struggling mightily right now because the Rangers need them to be uh, good, like yesterday. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving customers free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, well, I think we have one more question from James. So without... Any further ado, let's get into it. My fifth question is, and this is more of a statement, but I, as you can tell, I pressed the panic button after the Florida game. 
Did I overreact? I don't think I did. I just think the brand of hockey that the Rangers are playing right now and the way we're built, it's unsustainable. We rely too much on the goaltending. We have inconsistent offense. And the rest of our division is playing lights out and getting points just like we are. So we're going to be on the outside looking in if things don't change. So I guess, am I a little too early to press the panic button? And where do you think this team is towards the end of December, early January, when, you know, the Rangers need to be playing really good hockey if they want to make that playoff push? Well, James, I'm going to give you, I don't want to say carte blanche to to panic, but at the same time, I think there is need for panic because Gerard Gallant, essentially, Jim Dolan, with the oversight of Glenn Sather, basically cleaned, they fired Jeff Gorton and John Davidson over a perceived, I guess, deficit or being deficient in terms of playing a more in-your-face, direct winning brand of hockey. Whether that, and that's that's all encompassing. That's not just toughness and fights. It's pushback. It's fights. It's pl- putting more pucks on net. It's attacking more with the puck. It's less east to west. It's more north south. It's more in your face. And they've made all these changes. They they let go some good players for you know like Pavel Buchnevich. They try to they overpay some players like Barkley Goodrow who or have had success on winning teams. All and they bring in a coach like Gerard Gallant, who is who is known for playing, you know, being a player's coach, where he can get buy-in from all of his guys, and it's just not happening, or at least it hasn't come to fruition yet. And thank God they have Igor Shesterkin to basically save their asses. But again, Rangers fans have seen this before. This is was basically Henrik Lundqvist's almost his entire tenure as a New York Ranger, and we saw how that ended. It ended in retirement and without a Stanley Cup ring. So, yeah, there is a need to panic. You go through all these changes just to to say we're going to do things differently for once. We're going to sell off our old regime and our old players. We're bringing, we're going to draft future superstars, and not only are they having trouble drafting. Uh, those future superstars, or at least getting developing them, you can definitely say, because between Leah Sanderson and Kraftsoff and Heedle and Lafreniere and Kako right now, it's a lot of like, uh, well, none of them really established themselves. You know, they've there's flashes here and there, but there's it's just it's been a kind of a big mess. So yeah, there is need to panic. That's not to say this organization can't get itself back and this team can't get itself on the right track, but they clearly have a lot, a lot of work to do. They might have to make some unpopular decisions with the players, like trading uh, Ryan Strom and being like, look, this is not... We are, are out to do something, and you might not like it. But yeah, at a certain point, it's like you, you hear about Ryan Strom kind of taking veiled shots at their former coach you know, with Quinn, that there wasn't a lot of trust there or respect, mutual respect or, uh, and listen, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but just basically that there wasn't a, like Quinn didn't trust the vets to do what they do or play hockey or might've been an over-manager or micromanager. But if you give them, Gallant maybe gives them a little bit more free reign and they just think that's an excuse to just try to make more pretty plays. It's not it. And that that's the thing. I think it's, you need buy-in and it's, you need the realization that if we buy in, that it doesn't mean like 
Because when everyone buys in, then you're just a better team, and then you can actually you can score your goals and you can use your skill when when it's applicable. But at the same time, it's like if this is not a country club, this and the New York Rangers have had a bit of a in the past, not always, but uh, there have been different spurts throughout the last couple decades where they've had a, a reputation at times for being a country club organization, and that's that can't be the case. They they basically they scorched too much earth in the last. Uh, calendar year in order for them to be just just not not only not as not taking a step forward but taking a step back and being even more lackadaisical and lazy and unurgent and all these things so James it's not too early to panic I'm gonna say I yeah, we have to. I think you bring Galan in. You have to have faith that with time he can get this team because he's saying the right things. He, he even when they won, he was furious. You could tell that that's not how he wants to win hockey games. And you know, again, he's a more of a hands-off coach, so you don't know when he's making his voice heard and this and that. And if he's leaving it to his leaders to maybe it, to address it. But at a certain point, if if he's letting his leaders do it and they have yet to do it, and it's already getting close to 13 to 15 games in the season at a certain point you might say well they, yeah they did make the good uh, call not putting the C on those any of those guys because they couldn't do it they didn't they didn't write the ship or that that core leadership group didn't write the ship so not time to it's I think you could be definitely concerned and you can even be a little like panicked but ultimately I think Gallant's record kind of speaks for itself and let's have faith and see if what he can do here and Let's see if this group can, they seem to say, like I said, they say the right things. They seem to understand that this is an unsustainable way to play hockey and you're not going to win hockey games just doing this every night to Igor and letting him out to dry and letting the opposing team legitimately just crash his crease and take wax at him and barrel into him. But um, that's, you know, they're very fortunate and they should thank that they're lucky stars that Igor and Adam Fox are on this team and that they're in this position. But uh, yeah, they, it's, listen, I think they're going to have rests. You can say road trips and tired and we're all, we're this and we just, we're looking to hang on and just play road games and this, but you know, that that's going to be over soon. So they'll have their, had their rest and then they're going to have some games at home and they have to be better at home. They have to be better and on the road. They just have to be better overall and we'll so we'll see if they can do that uh i'm not ready to give up on them yet just because it's only you know 13 games of the season and they've almost been gifted a more cushy spot than they really deserve but so let's see do they squander that gift that they've been given by uh igor their what probably their mvp up to this point let's hope not i mean because if 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 let's say we get closer down their line and the Rangers don't shore up, the wheels will fall off Igor. They will end. They will find themselves on the outside looking in, and then there's going to be changes made, and they're going to be uncomfortable changes for everyone. Because a lot of guys, you know, you're going to have. Then this is an organization that might have to package some picks and some good players just to get rid of contracts that are, you know, or take bath values on guys, and no one wants that. So let's let's just take a deep breath. And let's at least see if we can have enough enough belief in the players in that locker room. We've seen them even under a coach like David Quinn, who we thought you know wasn't maybe all that equipped. They they had mo- better moments than this, so we know they have the 
propensity to be better. And we know Galan has a good track record. So let's let's just take a deep breath and give let's give them at least the you know the time to kind of change all of our minds because right now uh yeah it's the only word to describe uh concern is an understatement thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at broadway boys pod and please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud or the hockey podcast network.com you're listening to the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey Podnet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.